0: Hi there, welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today we are blessed to have one of the nation's top experts on election integrity. Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation has been writing about this issue for two decades. Because our organization plans to help reform our elections in the next couple of years, Hans is the ideal guest today. So Hans, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Doug, and uh, by the way, Happy New Year.
0: Same to you. Uh, should be a better 21 than 20 for sure. Yeah, um, so, so uh, all right. So going into this election, uh, you you warned us uh, we were headed for problems with the absentee ballots. Uh, it turns out right. you were you were very right about that. So give us just overall your thoughts on the 2020 election.
1: Yeah, I wish I'd been wrong about that. But look, the whole problem with absentee ballot is that look, they're the only kind of ballots that are uh, voted outside the supervision of election officials and outside the observation of poll watchers. And remember, transparency is a very important part of the election process. Plus, um, you know, you you have potential issues. uh, You know, the, the ballots are often in the hands of third parties, the mail service. The mail service may not get them back in time. In some states, Uh, they allow vote harvesting, which means that strange third party strangers, people who have a stake in the outcome of the election, candidate campaign staffers and others have the ability to come to your door and offer to deliver your ballot. And of course, we don't know what, if anything, they may be doing with those ballots if and when they are delivering them. So there's all kinds of issues like that, plus uh, the authentication of those absentee ballots can also be a problem in states that haven't put in the right kind of security protocols for that.
0: Yeah. And uh, boy, it just went rampant this year. And uh, I, I, we, we had a guest on last week and I just I had that sinking feeling. I was talking to them about it two weeks before the last ele- the election, where I'm thinking Biden, these guys aren't really working very hard, but they knew what they had already opened up here and how they had spread this across the country. And just like what you're saying, you, you know, you lose control of that thing. and Yeah, you're in big trouble. And the other piece of this, too, is, uh, well, multiple pieces on this, is that, you know, we don't have election day anymore. We have election season. It just goes on and on, which we need to get it down to, um, you know, back to election day and quit going in the direction we're going in. But how, how do you think we can change that going forward? What are some solutions there?
1: Well, the key thing, I think, for folks to remember is that Uh, Look, the the one positive thing we can say about this election is it it has brought the attention of the public and particularly state legislators to many of these issues. And they uh, are now in a position, state legislators, to try to fix and amend their laws to take care of that. And just a quick example on absentee ballots is, look, uh, absentee ballots should be restricted to those who actually need them. Uh, this The no-fault absentee system is not a good idea because of all the problems with absentee ballots. Nobody disputes that people who are too disabled or sick are, are going to be out of town Election Day like our military personnel. Uh, they should be able to vote by absentee ballot, but everyone else should uh, vote in person where you have all the kind of uh, safety protocols in place to ensure the integrity of the election. What that means is... Um, you should uh, require an excuse to vote by absentee ballot. Also states, in addition to an ID law uh, that requires you to show a, a photo ID when you uh, vote in person, uh, that, those ID requirements should also extend to absentee ballot so that you can send a photocopy, for example, uh, of your ID when you request the absentee ballot and also when you return it. Um, The other problem, Doug, as I'm sure you know, is that voter registration rolls are in terrible shape across the country. States don't do a good job of keeping up with people who have moved out of state, who have died uh, or or shouldn't be on the list anymore because of issues like that. That brings up the potential for fraud. There was a report, I don't know if you saw this, there was a report issued just prior to the election by the Public Interest Legal Foundation, in which they compared voter registration lists from 42 states, they literally found tens of thousands of people who had voted twice in the 2016 and 2018 elections because many of them were registered in two different states at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them were registered in the same state twice, and election officials didn't realize that they were the same person. Those are the kind of problems that we've got to get fixed before the next uh, elections occur.
0: Yeah, and some of these things, uh, like clean up the voter rolls, everybody says, "Well, that's a great idea. We should do it." And just to go back right. to to the voter ID piece, we all have to, we all have to have photo ID for almost everything under the sun. So that's the public, right. the public is for sure in favor of this. So why don't we have more voter ID requirements in in more states?
1: Well, because the progressive left has waged a fierce battle to prevent. Uh, that from happening. Uh, Every state that has passed a voter ID law has found itself in court fighting the ACLU, the NAACP, uh, the League of Women Voters, and they've had to spend a lot of money uh, to defend those voter ID laws. Uh, There's already talk now in Congress, uh, you know, Democrats now obviously are going to be controlling both houses. Uh, they're going to be pushing a bill called HR1, and one of the provisions in it would ban voter ID laws in yeah. all states, besides making a lot of other bad changes. That would take us backwards in terms of election integrity and the security of the election process.
0: Yeah, yeah. How about that? HR1, highest priority for Nancy Pelosi, no doubt about right. it, because they know they got to cheat. And that's just a quick tangent on this. I think the Democrat Party has now turned into the least disciplined party in the history of the world because they have the media on their side. They don't have to answer to them, and they're finding new ways to cheat. So my thing is if we can just get past a lot of this cheating that they're doing and put in uh, new rules and, and and push them back, we've got a really bright future, but we've got to start here. Uh, and uh, I was going to ask you, too, what do you think as, as far as the uh, – Republicans, I mean, it seems to me, I wanted to get your your take on it. So it seems like they really lost the election in the months before November when the Democrats were out there in crucial swing states, you know, really loosening up election integrity standards, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, what what happened last year was very unfortunate. Uh, I don't I'm not sure the public realizes this, but there were more lawsuits filed prior to the election than ever in any any prior election year. Right. All of those lawsuits were filed again by uh, the progressive left and advocacy organizations all with the same intention to loosen the rules governing the election process, to get rid of security protocols like ID requirements, and unfortunately, they were successful in many of those lawsuits. It, additionally, they had state officials in a number of states including North Carolina for example, uh, in Pennsylvania who simply overrode state law requirements and they were not stopped by the courts from from doing that. So it it was uh it was a bad year for everyone who wants fair elections uh that have the kind of integrity we we all expect.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I know you and your organization are are certainly a big exception to this, but wouldn't you say Republicans conservatives in generally been guilty of taking the issue of election integrity not serious enough over time and they just keep sneaking these things in?
1: Well, what I would say is, look, there, there are people that are concerned about it, but uh, I don't think there has been good resistance to the right. literally tens tens of millions of dollars that, again, the progressive left has been pouring into uh, not only lawsuits but lobbying legislatures to put in uh, bad. Rules governing election administration. And look, I, I need to be very clear about this. Um, what I want are fair elections, you know, ones in which whoever wins, whichever uh, political candidate wins, whichever party they represent, everyone looks at that and says, well, we might not have liked the person who won, but we all believe it was a fair process. Right. And that's what right. we need in our election system.
0: That's right. Yeah. Without that, we're on a, on a bad path. And, uh, we're seeing it play out right now. So turning then to, you know, we talked about the voter ID piece. We know we need to get that right. done, but um, when you think about reforms that are out there, that, that, that would make a big difference going forward, are there a couple in your mind just, you know, you're the, you're an expert in this spot. Are there a right. couple in your mind that are kind of that sleeper reform issues that if we got them done uh, it would be a pretty big deal uh, going forward?
1: Well, the biggest one is ID for both in-person and absentee balloting. Another one is requiring proof of citizenship when individuals register to vote. A third is uh, states doing a much better job of maintaining the accuracy of their voter rolls, and that means states need to uh, enter into agreements with other states to compare their voter registration list and find individuals who have moved and go on to another vote, and uh, just those three things would would help a lot. There's a whole list of other issues too, and changes that could be, could be made. Um, but but those really are the the top priority, I, I think, and ought to be for election officials all over the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we'll put up uh, some of the highlights here real quick of your Detroit uh, op-ed piece that you uh, that you wrote about this, and really getting into some of the some of the weeds on that you're going right at it there. We, you know, this has also got the in-person voting and the basic security procedures and the photo, photo ID. I mean, there's so much out there. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, in your estimation, if we got that stuff done, you know, we, we kind of we talk about how much cheating is going on. Is it 1% or 2% that we have to beat the Democrats by? Is it now up to 6%? <laughs> you know, if we got some of these photo ID things or, or voter ID things in place, you know, would it drop back down from six percent to two percent? I mean, what, what do you what do you think about that uh, that
1: concept? Well, look, I, I I don't know what to tell you about that. What I can tell you is that election fraud does occur. We know what happens. You highlighted our election fraud database at the Heritage Foundation, where we uh, uh, we list proven cases of fraud from across the country. Uh, I, I have to tell you, unfortunately, you you find both parties or people who who are members of both parties, uh, do uh, participate sometimes in in fraud. So it's not just a one-party thing. In fact, uh, one of the things you'll find in our database is sometimes it's people within the same party stealing from other members of the same party, particularly in primary elections, which is one of the places we've seen uh, the kind of fraud that can change the outcome uh, of an election. But the, the thing to remember is this we have close elections all the time in this country particularly at the local level and that's where even a little bit of fraud could change the outcome of an election
0: yeah yeah and that's a great point you make too about uh cheating in primaries and things like that and it just does all come down to we got to get closer and closer back to the absolute truth of who people really want to vote for who did they vote for did each vote count and all of that right yeah for sure um so if you if you think about uh documenting voter fraud and you and you're thinking about you know this twenty twenty situation that we we've got even if it took months to uncover where are some areas that investigators could look uh inside the twenty twenty election for some real real vote fraud that could you know be prosecuted
1: Well, keep in mind that there were a very large number of affidavits submitted um to uh, uh, authorities in different states, including in Georgia, places like Michigan and, and uh, Wisconsin, all those need to be investigated by election officials and law enforcement. They shouldn't just discard those and discount them because the election is over. Each one of those should be investigated to see whether it's credible or not. To try to find out whether or not uh, election laws were were violated and anyone violate those laws needs to be criminally prosecuted. If those are just discarded and law enforcement ignores that, yeah. um, that that's a bad sign uh, that they're not interested in making sure that we have secure elections.
0: Yeah. And that's where we get into the confidence piece because people look at the yes. last election and they say, well, we know there was a lot that went on. And then if nobody ever goes to jail or no, nothing gets really investigated, then they're just that less likely to be confident in the next election so there's no doubt about it we got to be working on it now and our organization's kicking off a major project in that front as well to make sure that we take it on right now so that in the future uh we're in a better place and that's my last question for you so are you confident that we can you know significantly clean things up before the 2024 election
1: i do if State legislatures uh, use the past election lessons to act and a change and, a, and fix their laws and put in the kind of remedies we've discussed. And if Congress stays out of this and doesn't pass a bill like H.R. 1 that would actually make things worse.
0: Yeah, right. So, this is some big asks. But yeah. I know conservatives are fired up, and uh, as long as we can. Uh, Hopefully, keep the House at bay. And uh, it's not great that we lost Georgia, but we can, we can do everything that we possibly can to keep this from happening. And, and we have to. Otherwise, uh, uh, we don't want to get to a place where people in our country have lost
1: confidence in the elections, that's for sure. So, well,
0: Hans, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Love to have you back on in the future. To talk more about this. It's going to be a hot topic this year.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and, and uh, happy to come back anytime.
0: Well, all right. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget, working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. So until next time, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe now at restorationofamerica.com slash firstright or text firstright to 1-312-820-9167.